0: I'm Derek Wheatley and welcome to episode 163 of the Weekly Weekly Podcast. Thank you very much for joining us um, wherever you are doing so. Um, A very big thank you uh, uh, to Mo Dunford who came on last week. Um, It was a real honour to chat to Mo because I'm a fan of his films and I've got to watch some of his TV stuff since... Uh, he was coming on and I did explain to him I don't really watch TV but I do watch a lot of films and uh, we had a great chat about films and stuff like that but it, it kind of went a bit deeper than that and it was it was quite a long episode so I hope you enjoyed it and if you haven't listened to it go back and listen to it because it's a good one um, you can support us on uh, Buy Me A Coffee by the way if you want to that's just, I have, I'm have. i obliged to say these things. I don't like saying them. Link is in the description. Listen, uh, let's get into this week's episode. So this week, we are, our guest is a, a travel addict and a yoga teacher. I say travel addict, it sounds bad, but we'll, we'll, we'll understand it as we go. Um, and her name is Ali McBeal. How are you doing, Ali?
1: I'm good. How are you doing?
0: I'm very well. Thank you very much. Um, I appreciate you coming on, obviously, as always. And uh, this is my second uh, recording of the day, actually, which is, it's it's kind of not like me to do two in a day but I think I'm doing all right I'm holding up well you'll be the judge of that Ali and um, you might have to carry me you know the end. yeah do that if you don't mind um, but we'll start um, at the beginning uh, could you give us a short history of your upbringing please
1: yeah absolutely so I grew up in North Dublin so I grew up in the middle of my family so I have an older sister. And of a twin sister as well, and a younger sister. So I grew up with both my parents, and um, I had a really happy childhood. There's nothing I can remember. Like I just have positive memories, and um, my parents were like both so loving, and um, we had such lovely memories. We always did things together as a family. Like we had such a nice little sort of family unit, and um, so my parents owned a family pharmacy. So I grew up in the family business. So I guess that's a huge part of my childhood as well, and um, and yeah, we just had really nice memories. And um, I went to the local school and made lovely friends kind of around the age of like transition years or kind of teenage area. Um, and yeah, I guess just like I, I'm really close to my sisters. Um, we used to play like traditional Irish music together with with my dad. Um, and yeah, I guess just like growing up, it was just a lovely time. Um, and then I went to college in Dublin and I'm based there ever since.
0: Do you still play a bit of a bit of Irish music or is that gone kind of
1: um, To be honest, I actually don't. It's like a core memory I have that was with my dad. Um, And I'd I'd say we'll get into that, but he passed away when I was 17. And to be honest, yeah, no, it's okay. To be honest, I just haven't ever gone back to it. It's something that I'd love to do in the future. I have like really nice memories of it. And I still love listening to Irish music, but... Yeah, something. It's a goal of mine in the future to get back into it because it is so lovely and it's such like a huge part of our of our culture. And I'm like, I love Ireland, I love our culture. So hopefully one day I get back into it.
0: Yeah, and I, what I've noticed about it, I've talked to some people on here, and and like, I would admittedly say I wasn't into Irish music, um, mm-hmm. but you know it, when you realise the kind of obviously the tradition, but the communal aspect that it has and it brings, um, I've kind of come on to kind of appreciate it a little bit more and it's not like it's not like I dismissed the the you know the the skills or or any of that stuff it just wasn't my kind of genre but it's a lot more when you're talking about traditional music I suppose in any part of the world it's a lot more than just the the songs being played it's the it's the everything around it, I suppose. Yeah absolutely
1: like we were a part of like a local band I guess you could call us and like I started playing the fiddle when I was like four. So I have pictures of myself and like mom and dad's bed of me holding the fiddle when I was four. And so it was a huge part of us. Like it was a huge part of our upbringing. And like, as you said, it just brings a community of people together. Um, and just such a lovely kind of we used to play on a Sunday afternoon. It was just kind of it was a lovely kind of family kind of spirit, kind of just, yeah, just a really nice way of bringing people together.
0: Beautiful. Um, can you tell us when you uh, first became aware of mental health?
1: um like I don't really remember I remember when I was in school and we were in like a CSP class and we had like we had basically these like kind of talks that would kind of bring us like to the outside the world not just kind of in school and I remember specifically watching a video um, and it was basically about a true story of someone who had lost um their family member to suicide and I remember that was kind of when like you, you kind of obviously hear about like you hear the word depression kind of being dropped and like um a lot but I think that was when it really kind of hit home I remember watching that video and like obviously it was really emotional and the whole class was kind of a little bit shocked by it but I remember just it really hit home at me and I was like oh my god like I didn't really realize the full extent of but I guess like when I look back now it's because like I had never really processed that my dad had battled with depression his whole life so I guess like that was a real realisation to me that like this is such a real thing. And I guess it was probably a huge part of me just not wanting to believe that it was mm-hmm. happening in my own house. Um, but I think that was a real pinpoint moment to when I was like, to when I really understood mental health. Um, And then just kind of going on throughout the year, just like seeing the effect that depression had on my dad was a real kind of pinpoint moment to me. Um, But I think the first moment, like I, as I said, I think like. I think it's getting better in the last few years and like as time goes on. But I think depression, like when I was a teenager was kind of drop, was dropped a lot without meaning. Like it was like, oh, I feel so depressed. Or like, oh, that's so depressing. And it wouldn't really have a huge meaning of it behind it. And um, like, it would nearly be a joke, kind of like the memes you see on like Facebook and stuff. But I think when I watched that video, it was a real kind of moment for me when I was like, oh, as I said, like this is going on in my own house.
0: And that that's what's amazing about, you know, some of the answers we get and from people who are um younger than me or who are in school, you know, maybe in the last 10 years or so that there is a, a, a kind of introduction of speaking about mental health. And obviously it made an impact on you seeing uh, the video and how important that is. And I was just talking about it today about that idea that, you know, sometimes that word is thrown around and and you know we mix up depression and sadness and we mix up we mix up anxiety and nerves it's you know they're they're separate things you know but it's great to hear that like it is becoming more prevalent in schools and younger people are kind of getting more grips uh on it so i, I think that's so important um I, I need to ask then so when we're talking about travel where and when was your first time outside of ireland
1: Oh I don't know exactly when but we would have traveled with my parents when I was small Um, I think it was to Spain anyway we mm-hmm. used to go to Spain quite a lot in Portugal and Lanzarote um, and I just have like I think that's probably where my travel kind of addiction I guess started was just because I have nothing but good memories like it, my parents worked like so so hard all the time with their family business that when we went away it was a complete kind of like downtime time to spend together as a family, time to kind of try new things. And um, we all love the ocean. So it was just such a nice way to kind of enjoy that. And um, So I guess that's when, yeah, when I started traveling, was with my parents Um, as a family always.
0: So that's like, it, it's one thing, and I know it's one thing traveling uh, with your parents. And it, like a lot of people, well, a lot of people from Ireland, um, teenagers or late teens, I suppose, their first trip is away with a group of girls, a group of lads um. to, I don't know, I'm not up with these things, but you know what I mean? Like maybe Tenerife, maybe things like that. Did you have one of those experiences or did you go somewhere else on your first time away without your parents?
1: Yeah, so I would have went to Thailand uh, with my my twin sister and my cousin and one of my best friends as well. And that to me was like, that was one of the first times I was like properly, as you say, away without my parents. And it was just like, obviously Thailand and Ireland are completely different cultures, <laughs> yeah. completely, completely different experiences. Um, and it was just such an amazing trip. Like I just kind of, saw the world in a way that just wasn't just like a little bubble. Um, And it was just incredible. Like, I just remember feeling like so inspired by what I saw there, just like experiencing the culture um, and just seeing new places. It was just, I think that was one of the times where I was like, okay, I'm I'm obsessed. I want to go again.
0: Yeah. Um, Well, that's, that's kind of, I find that kind of uh, amazing. Obviously not amazing that someone would go somewhere and think, oh, this is, you know, brilliant, but more, um, the amazing idea of like, how do you I remember in old films, right? I always go back to films, but they they spin a, a globe and they put their finger on the place where it the finger lands. That's where they're going next. Like, how do you because I've seen the, some of the places you've been to, like, how do you decide? Have you got a like a, a wish list or is it something <laughs> different like that?
1: Oh, my bucket list is literally everlasting. Like, it just never stops. Um, to be honest, I love going to, like, I love city breaks, but I also just love going places that aren't really as well kind of traveled. Like, last year, I um, did a lot of Central and South America, and that, to me, was just incredible. It was completely, completely new experience. Every country in Central America was so different, and it was just so freeing. It was just, as I said, I just saw like the world in different light every country that I went to and like say we're in El Salvador and it's still one of the poorest countries in the world but like the locals were just one of the friendliest like the friendliest people I've ever met Um, and like again it was just really kind of eye-opening just to see like how welcoming they were to tourists and there's just such a sense of like freedom that you get when you're traveling I think that's why I love her for my mental health because I just get like a bit of a new lease of life and I kind of just get to yeah just kind of be myself as well because I guess like when I was growing up I was super shy kind of like was super paranoid and like always cared about what people thought about me but I guess when you're traveling you don't know anybody so that doesn't really matter um so I think that's yeah I guess just how I choose a country I'm really not sure it's kind of just where um where I kind of feel my heart takes me at the time um, and just trying to go to new countries. I love experiencing new countries. As much as I love visiting places that I know I love and I'm comfortable. And um, I love just trying new countries as well.
0: Yeah. Like, cause that's what I, I was kind of wondering about your, your character and, and people who do, who do love traveling. Cause for me, when I, if I was just pick with, I saw that you were in Colombia, So we'll pick Colombia as, as an example. All right. So um, if someone said to me, like you're going to Colombia tomorrow and you, Put me down in the middle of Bogota, or Bogota. What have? How do I pronounce that correctly?
1: Uh, Bogota. It's like
0: way better. Way.
1: Better. <laughs> <laughs> I think I still butchered that. To be honest,
0: <laughs> no, but it sounded better. Whether it's right or wrong, it sounded better. But I, I do think okay. that if if you put me down the middle of that, like I think this is this is obviously myself, and you know, anxiety comes into play here. But all of a sudden, everything's kind of ta- all kind of. I guess the minute control I have of my life is taken away and I put into a place and it's not even so much about the language and stuff, but it's about not knowing anything or of the place. I do feel very, I get kind of frazzled with it. I think, you know, it kind of becomes overwhelming and sometimes you see travel programs and people are in the middle of a busy street and just cars going by and everything And that to me is just like, I can't quite handle it. But for you, obviously that's something that is good for your mental health and quite comforting, I suppose in a way.
1: Yeah like it and it's strange because like I used to I used to get really unsettled if I was in a situation where I wasn't comfortable but now we traveling to a new place where like I do like I'm I wouldn't just like kind of allow myself in a place I do like do my research and kind of figure out like little tips and tricks and places not to go like I'm always quite aware of really really dodgy areas and um, but being in a new place like I like when I travel I love to have kind of a fair idea of what I'm doing but I also love the thrill of like not really knowing what I'm doing the next day or like like yeah just kind of like experiencing new places or like hearing about something else that like I didn't really know about I love that like it makes me excited and I'm like yeah I don't know it just lights up me. I I just love it and but at the same time I completely understand where you're coming from like Mm -hmm. Like, that's why, I guess that's a huge reason why I started my Instagram page and my blog is because, like, I know that there's so many people out there, like yourself, that being in a new place would be so, so nerve-wracking and would just put people completely on the edge. Um, And it's so understandable, like, you're in a new place and you don't know the surroundings, you don't know the people there, and it's really nerve-wracking. And I guess that's why I've started making the little mini-guides, just kind of creating, like, just something there for people to be able to say okay if I go there I know that it's that this restaurant is nice so that takes one little stress away from me or I know how to get from A to B um so yeah I guess just like for me I I absolutely love it and it's so exciting for me but I completely understand at the same time it's terrifying for other people
0: yeah like we were just talking about this before like I hit record and um when I so I'm traveling, not many people know, but I guess they will know, but I'm traveling to Malaga uh, next month, um, like I said to you, for like a, a kind of a CrossFit endurance race thing. And what I'm doing at the moment is, right, so I kind of created this bubble, okay? So at the moment, all I'm thinking about is the the, the actual event, you know, uh, the little parts, I have to run this bit and lift this bit, all that blah, 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 right? So, but what I didn't want to do was tell There's 16 or 17 people going. I didn't want to tell everybody else. I told my coach and a couple of others, but because what happens to me is I get overwhelmed with everybody coming over and it's just their excitement. It's not anything, you know, they're, they're not doing anything bad for any reasons. It's just they're excited and fair play to them. You know, they do like include everyone and make it a kind of a big kind of family thing. But what happens to me is the more I think about. All the aspects that are outside of my control, like being in in a foreign country, uh, airports, um, which I haven't been to, I think I said to you, like 2007, around then. Um, and a lot of this is, is an extension of a really bad time I had in America, and especially in Miami, where I just, I was, I didn't know what I was going through, but I was going through some, like, really bad anxiety. But at the time, I wasn't aware. So I tried to... Um, I try to kind of push away all of the the outside noise but it's it's very difficult as it is approaches as you can imagine and I'm trying to not like overthink the airport not over it's not that people think I'm afraid of the flying it really isn't that yeah. it's everything around it um so when say when you're going to somewhere um C- central america south america wherever it might be do you, what is the, like cuz people hate airports for the most part people hate airports yeah. I what do you like? What do you, do you like airports, or is that just we just get through this bit to get to the good bit?
1: Um, like airports are stressful. Like they're always going to be stressful. Even like you could be calm, and you'll just see one person darting past you, and you'll be like, "Oh my god, now I'm late!" Like they are. <laughs> they're just stressful. All the announcements. It's so noisy. There's it's just, airports are chaotic. Like yeah. there is very few airports. Like. Kerry Airport is probably the only airport that I'm in it's like it's calm and but I think I've just got so used to them as well and I think I just know my limits when it comes to situations like that because I do find myself in situations where there's a lot of people there and it's just a bit chaotic and it just makes me feel anxious so I just kind of know my limit limits like I know that like being late freaks me out so I just arrive as soon as I can so it's just pre-planning for me as well. Like I always bring my AirPods, even just like mm-hmm. putting in my AirPods and just not listening to the chaos around me, knowing my gait, knowing where I'm going to. Like there's been times in airports I've been stressed and I'll just stick in my AirPods and listen to meditation and just kind of try to switch off um, because they are chaotic. They're like the start of a trip. And also it's like airports, airport stress is normally at the start of a trip. And it's like, you're thinking all about what's going to happen on that trip. You're thinking about like, the minute you get there they're thinking you're thinking about the actual flight itself you're thinking about what you're going to do when you get there so they are stressful i would definitely just say just kind of control the controllables like if you can get there early as you mm-hmm. can but like it's also about kind of accepting that like some things are out of your control like you know delayed flights and stuff mm-hmm. like that just kind of prepare yourself for that um and yeah just kind of do whatever you can to put yourself at ease like literally if it's something as small as like I love tea. So if I get getting a cup of tea and having chocolate there beside me makes me feel better, I'm going to do that. Yeah, um, And yeah, I guess it's just figuring out what kind of makes you feel a little bit more calm yourself, what will calm your nerves, and then just try to control those really. It,
0: it's, it's funny because um, I was thinking about these things about calming the nerves and kind of keeping some sort of some level of control that I could. And I, um, I thought long and hard about the idea of, right, what would I be better? What would I prefer going with a couple of the lads who were going and getting the seat next to them or going completely on my own? And I was wondering, like, Mm -hmm. because I, I think that it's interesting you talk about trying to get the things that you can get into control, get them under control. And I thought, like, if I go on my own, I will be able to do that easier because you don't think like one of the lads is always like, he's just he's just very relaxed he takes everything easy and i'm like look at the time come on you know if i was on my own i would definitely be like easier to do that look after the time and look after myself but the problems would be what if i did get into a bit of a you know get a bit stressful like you said you look around like it's in airports like stress is like transferable it's it just it moves amongst the people and like that was a great example of like someone just running along would it would trigger me to start panicking if have i got everything? So. I decided to go with the t- with the two lads because I thought right they're going to be a headache but at the same time you know at least I can have someone to kind of talk to if I am struggling and and that's kind of what I've gone with. Do you would you travel alone to somewhere that was kind of far afield?
1: Um like honestly I haven't done an awful lot of solo traveling like I did my first kind of like solo trip last November. Um and I went to Lithuania. But normally I would always like I've just normally had someone there to travel with so yeah. like I think it is a big thing as well like if you surround yourself with someone that you're comfortable with that also knows your triggers as well yeah. like I travel a lot with say my boyfriend and he knows my triggers I know what makes him stressed or my best friend as well my sister is like I think it's having someone there that knows like even the smallest sort of thing like if if I suddenly think that I'm late that will make me stressed so they know yeah. to kind of like try to help me feel a bit relaxed there and um, so I haven't done a lot of solo traveling and um, there's something extremely empowering about it but there's something very daunting about it as well it's, mm-hmm. it is it's scary and um, but I think it is best like if you are anxious about traveling I think it is good to travel with someone that you're comfortable yeah. around and um, because they like a lot of the time they'll know you sometimes better than you know yourself and they'll kind of find ways to kind of help you kind of just enjoy the trip a bit more but I think like, I think airport stress is just such a, so normal as well. Yeah. Like, I remember doing a post about it recently. And, like, I just said, it was, like, how to calm your kind of pre-travel nerves. And people who I know that have traveled literally around the whole world were commenting on it or, or replying to me being, like, I still get, like, pre-travel nerves. Like, it's it's so normal. Like, you're going out of your comfort zone. You're, like, as we we're talking about now, airports even make people stressed. Um, but, yeah, I think traveling with someone or... I think you've made a right decision there like traveling with people is comforting like I I went to Uganda during the summer and I was traveling with and we were meeting a group but I was with two of my friends and like our connecting flight got delayed so of course that meant we were going to miss say mm-hmm. our actual flight from Istanbul to Uganda and like i remember like it was so stressful like we were like i was darting through the airport trying to get to the next fight i remember we were all kind of talking about it afterwards and we're like god that would have been so much more stressful if you were by yourself because like yeah we we're kind of saying okay at least we missed that flight. we were together we we had a joke about it but yeah it's, it's always nice to have someone there but at the same time solo traveling like honestly it's just so empowering it's yeah I, I did it for the first time last November and it was just, it gave me so much confidence um and I, I would, I'd love to do it again. I think it's amazing.
0: Yeah. And like, I think I, you know, picked the, which is what you were talking about there, that idea, if there is like difficulties in the airport and stuff, it become a lot easier with other people. But I, I decided then on the other side to like, they're all, you know, staying in a big villa and I decided to get a, a room on my own in a hotel and for the simple fact, because I'm not a drinker and I go to bed at like half nine and you know, I, I just, and they like go out to Malaga and enjoy themselves. But I, you know, the fact that I suppose the fact that helps that I have this podcast, that people know the story that they just leave me be like, so it's just not going yes. to be a big issue. Like, Oh, come on. You, you dry shy, You know what I mean? Like it's not going to be any of that stuff. It's literally going to be like, let them off and sleep and stuff. But Ali, if you don't mind, I'm just going to squeeze an advert in here and uh, we'll get back into it. Is all right. So
1: yeah,
0: I was going to do actually earlier on, I was going to do this like th- it would have been the first time I ever did it without reading off the the, the script. And I was going to do it because Mo was on an actor and I bottled it and I actually think I forgot to do the ad. So I thought I better do it now.
1: Oh, sure, All right. <laughs> well, yeah,
0: exactly. But I'm going to read it this time. I've, the confidence is gone from earlier on. Um, Fusion Training Centre Monksland at Lone, a place to train in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, kickboxing, martial arts and CrossFit. A great atmosphere with experienced coaches and a real sense of community. If you want to join the team, find us on Facebook at Fusion Training Center or drop in for a chat. Fusion Training Center, train like a warrior. I think I kind of sped through that, but it's it's okay. Yeah. Um, So what? when I was looking at some of your Instagram posts and things like that, and what I found very interesting about it, you talked about, um, you know, budget traveling, because I think that's, you know, we're in... We're in March now. We're talking Um people are going to maybe getting ready for the summer and stuff like that. And the idea, the ideal scenario would be someone to go over and get this luxurious hotel room and do all the other stuff like that. But it's not there for everyone. Um, I'm using as an example when you talked about like um, staying in a, in um in a, what's, what, a, why can't I remember the word uh, when you're staying in a room with loads of different people? What's that called?
1: Oh shared dorm,
0: is it, yeah, but what's the, the oh, so you, yeah, so say say like do you Because I did that in Miami, and there was no to be fair, there was like seven or seven in an eight room, so there was only one other guy, and say he felt much more uncomfortable than we did, but <laughs> did do, do you mind that like
1: um like I actually don't i it, right. it's definitely not for everyone, and like to be honest if if I had my way i i I definitely wouldn't be staying in shared dorms all the time yeah. because like some of them are just not ideal. Like they're they're noisy. If you're in a hot country, they can be really hot, and mm-hmm. um, you barely get sleep some of the time. And um, but to be honest, I'm I as I said, like I just love traveling. So if that's what I need to do to be able to help me to travel a little bit longer, I'll happily do it. Like I'm way more about like experiences over luxury. And um, but like in saying that. Like, there has been, like, I wouldn't stay in shared dorms all the time. Like, I yeah. I think, like, I find a nice balance where it's, like, I want to enjoy the holiday as well. And, like, staying in, like, an 8 to 10 to 12 bed dorm isn't always going to be fun. Um, so, I do try to balance it out. But... I don't normally mind it like sometimes it's the best way like if you're solo traveling to make friends as well because you often meet like people who are traveling and who are going the same route as you or like who are also backpacking there and it could be a nice way to meet someone but it can like I think again it kind of comes back to just knowing yourself and um, so like a lot of the times if you stay in shared dorms you won't get sleep and like I know for a fact that like if I'm really lacking sleep some, sometimes that will kind of trigger like just a lot of like anxiety in myself. Mm-hmm. So I just know to kind of balance that out and just stay in private dorms when I can kind of make it work. Um but yeah, I think the reason why I do it a lot is just as I said, just make my money go further and so I can see more of the world. And like I think I talk about it a lot on my Instagram as well because I've a huge like a lot of the people who I connect with on Instagram and who follow my page are people like who want to travel but are on a budget. And I just basically want to show that it is possible to travel sometimes it just kind of means not staying in like a really nice five-star hotel or like not a really luxurious Airbnb but like I think again I know I said this but it's just about finding balance like if if staying in a 12-bed dorm is terrifying for some people and like that's totally understandable just I just wouldn't recommend doing it then if that's if if it nearly like ruins your holiday or makes you super anxious as well and like a lot of the time like it's like some people just the idea of staying in a room with like a mixed dorm as well so some hostels have like private kind of female dorms and like a lot of them are mixed and that can make a lot of people feel really uncomfortable as well so I guess it's just about just asking yourself are you comfortable with there or not and trying it and if it's not for you it's not for you Um. so yeah I guess I don't mind it but yeah it's not the best all
0: the time really yeah and like but but that's what i kind of that's what i liked about the posts you know that you put up about it because it's you you yourself had put on the post reality versus you know instagram and that and that that's important as well because i i think i think you can come across uh you know pages on instagram or you know um even podcasts and stuff and they're very it's very easy to portray the kind of oh look it's it's I'm staying at this beautiful hotel and, you know, everything's rosy and like, you know, nothing's tough and everything's handed to me and things like that. And that, that's for some people, that's great because that's what they can do, you know, and that's what they can afford. But it's not, there's no point in, you know, uh, putting it out there if it's not true. And it's like your, your mm-hmm. point of saying, I will sacrifice, you know, certain things just so I can travel is, is, it's more important. And if people are really into travel, um, They'll know what you're talking about because they know they've had to go through or put up with certain things or sacrifice certain things that they may not want to just to do it and that's that's what's great, I guess about your page is that it's not just about I went to this amazing place, stayed in the best place, and that's that you know,
1: yeah, oh thank you, um yeah, I think to be honest i just I think that's a huge part of what I want to share in the pages because like I think you see a lot of social media posts that like traveling just looks perfect and like you'll see like a lovely beach or like you'll see this perfect reel of like an Airbnb and it like comes out onto the balcony and like I think I love like social media like I love the fact that I have the Instagram now because I've met so many amazing people on it and I've connected with so many like-minded people but I also think social media is such a dangerous kind of ball game as well where you can just find yourself constantly comparing yourself and like I just never really want to kind of I don't I want to, don't want to say part of that problem, but I do think it is a problem, mm-hmm. especially for like the younger generation as well. I just think it's so easy, like if you're having a bad day, to go onto Instagram and see someone who's like out in Bali on the beach and they're like sipping their cocktail and like life just looks perfect. And then you're sitting there being like, Oh, well, like I've had like an awful day. Mm-hmm. I think it's just so easy to get into that rush and then it just goes into like this like downward spiral. So I just want to like show that. Although I do love traveling and I've had amazing experiences. Like I've ended up in hospital when I've been away. I've had like had like nine hour bus journeys, like sitting on a really uncomfortable chair. Like I've just like I've had a bed where there's literally been ants crawling all over. Mm. Like it's not as glamorous as it looks. And I just never want to have an Instagram and just portray that it's perfect because it's not. And like I do talk about mental health when you're traveling as well, because I think it's also a huge thing. And there's there's reels and there's TikToks and everything joking about being like oh just getting on a plane on a flight fixes all your problems and like I yeah. as much as like I love traveling and it does help my mental health like getting on a plane and going to a foreign country is not gonna fix your mental health like it's really not like it may help like and help you kind of give you time to figure things out but I'm also like a huge kind of I just I just don't agree with like you know I I don't think it fixes all your problems so I want to share that on my social media as well that. Although it's amazing, it, it can also be super hard on your mental health as well. Like when you're traveling, there's days where you're literally sitting on a bus for nine to 12 hours and all you can do is think like, oh, you're, you're just there with your thoughts. Like there's nothing really else you can do. Obviously, you can read a book or listen to podcasts or anything like that, but you are with your thoughts and awful all the time. So I think that's something that I like to talk about as well, just for people to be aware that. It is yeah. a great time to focus on yourself, but it's also, you know, it can be difficult as
0: well. It's not always easy traveling. Yeah, 100%. And like it for me, at least for the last time I went, like I mentioned in Miami, it was very destructive. And it has yeah. like knocked me back a, a long, long time of the very idea of going anywhere else again. And you might, that's the thing about it. Like I guess at the time, like I mentioned, I didn't know that this was going to happen, you know, or this was how I felt until... Everything was taken out of, you know, any kind of control and stuff like that. Sorry, I'll throw this down there. Um, Any kind of control that was taken out of my, my life and I was put down in the middle of America. It's not like it was first time in America or anything like that, but it was just I was taken out of my comfort zone, really put down. And all of a sudden it was kind of all blown apart. And that's when you realize, God, this, this, I shouldn't have done this. But I guess, you know, I had to do it to see, you know, to get to the other side. And it's all kind of, you know plotted out in that in that way Um i wanted to ask you as well because something that's kind of come up since the since covid and all that stuff um traveling within our own country um mm-hmm. has become more and more i guess more and more popular it is an expensive country we we know that like do you think that um traveling in ireland's kind of underrated because we do like to think oh we'll go somewhere where the sun is but it's not always yeah. the you know we do miss a few bits and pieces uh going away that we have here
1: Oh 100% like I've always said that I love Ireland but I think I'm not gonna lie I think COVID made me appreciate Ireland even more like it has so much to offer and I've literally I only did a post about this recently I feel like so many people are moving to Australia or Canada lately and everyone who's I wouldn't say stuck in Ireland because we all make our own decisions like we're all in Ireland and that's our decision but I think a lot of people are like kind of forgetting that ireland is so beautiful and it's only like it's also when i've gone traveling and the minute i say to someone i'm from ireland they're literally like oh my god it's so beautiful it's so stunning like have you seen like the cliffs of moher have you seen and it's actually just i think it's when it's on our doorstep we Mm -hmm. kind of tend to forget about it um but yeah i'm i'm i love ireland like literally i was hiking today in the wicklow mountains and I I can just never get sick of it. I was just looking around and be like, this is absolutely stunning, and it's right on our doorstep, and we just don't appreciate it. And um, so, like, I think a lot of the summer, my summer now, I'm going to spend traveling around Ireland, and I'm so excited for it. Like, there's so many hidden gems that we kind of forget about. Um, but yeah, know there's so much to be said about Ireland. It's it's so stunning. Like
0: it really is, and. It, it's funny because there is so many hidden gems and things that we, like we, Cliffs and Mower and, you know, Bunratty Castle, all those places that we hear all the time. But, like, all you have to do is go to your page or go to other people's pages or go and Google, like, you know, the 10 best kept secrets of Ireland. And you find these places and you're kind of going back. You see pictures and you're like, that can't be in Ireland. You know, just these kind of stunning kind of images. And I yeah. do think, like, even... I noticed now. I used to like well. I still do really like Galway. Like I think it's a lovely county and all that, you know. And it's not too far from where I am. Like, but even I, I grew up in in Swords in in North Dublin. And uh, well, I went to school. I didn't grow up there. I grew up in Athlone, but moved to there. And I used to hang around in like around North county Dublin and some of the places even there you know and people like even people will kind of discard Dublin because they think I have to get deep into the country to see the really the really nice spots like I have to go down to West Cork and I have to go to these places but there's places in in Dublin like uh, along the coast there that are just unbelievable really.
1: Yeah 100% and like I grew up by the sea and whenever I was small like I don't think I ever really fully appreciate it mm-hmm. and now like then during Covid so I lived in Limerick for two years during Covid and I was completely wasn't near the sea for months and like I think that really made me realize just how stunning like areas are in Dublin that again we just don't appreciate and like even there last week uh, me and a few friends did a hike out in Carlingford and like Carlingford wouldn't really be somewhere that is I wouldn't say well known it obviously is Mm -hmm. well known it's like a lot of people go there for like stags and hens and stuff like that. But it's such a stunning area. And it, it's just little places like that that, of course, obviously the bigger, like kind of well-known city, like always, city and everything's lovely. But it's places like that that are just so beautiful, that are literally on our doorstep that we don't appreciate.
0: Yeah, I, I, I went to uh, Carlinford in transition year. And yeah. we went to this, like, you know, it was one of those day things, but oh, I think we stayed overnight in the, like, outside, I think. And I hated that, but that's another uh, thing. It just sounds like I hate everything. I don't, but, um, <laughs> we went, we went to the lock, obviously, you know, and, uh, uh-huh. got on, like, wind, uh, windsurf and stuff like that. And it's a beautiful space, but even like, you know, Loud isn't, uh, you know, one of the big name counties. So, um, it's, it doesn't get mentioned. And it is an interesting thing. And I, like, that's another thing, actually, because I do want to talk to you about hiking, and that's that's kind of a perfect lead into it. Because I see, I've had people on who've mentioned hiking and stuff, and um, the the views you see when you're hiking is obviously unbelievable. But when you started hiking, what was the the kind of appeal? Who who kind of got you involved in it? Um, to be honest, it
1: was kind of myself. Like I've always loved just like the idea of being on the mountains like I think mountains are so pretty and I would have done a little bit of it like as a teenager just like with friends and stuff like that um and then like in recent years I've just been like no I'm just gonna go but it's hard it can be hard to find people who like hiking like hiking <laughs> is it can't be like if Ireland we don't get the best weather so if the weather isn't great like it's hard to convince people to Go out and hike for four hours. Yeah. Um, so to be honest, it's another reason why I kind of started my page on Instagram, just to kind of connect with other people who like the same things. Um, and it's only really in the in recent years that I've really been able to hike more because I don't know if I'd ever really hike too much by myself. Mm. Um, and in the last few years, just purely through Instagram, I've joined like social hiking groups and just met people who love it just as much as I do. And it's just been one of the best things for me. Um, because it's just—it sounds really cringy, but there's just something about being on the mountains that's just so freeing. It's so good for your mental health. And um, like literally, as we were driving up to the mountains today, I literally just saw the mountains and I just immediately just felt a bit more like just calm and mm. just excited. Um. So yeah, I guess like I honestly I didn't do a whole lot of it when I was younger. Um it's mainly in recent years. Um, but I absolutely love it. Like I hike I'd say once a week now and it's like this thrill that you get like when you're hiking. And then it's like you're on a high. Mm. Um and it's just it doesn't even have to be the most amazing view for me anyway. It can literally just be doing the sugar loaf and which doesn't take that long. And it's just it's something so kind of free, but and I always say, like the chats that you have with people when you're hiking are just They're just next level. Like, I don't know what it is. I don't know whether it just makes people open up a bit more being outdoors or whether it's just because they know it's like a kind of safe community or whether we're all kind of very like-minded. But like, I've met people on social hikes and I would know their whole life story after the two hours or i chat to them about stuff that I've never really opened up to about to some of my other friends. Like, it's, I don't know, there's something just very kind of wholesome about it and just really grounding about it, um, which I love.
0: I wonder, Ali, really, is it that idea? Because, you know, we, we kind of, it's, I knock Instagram for, for, and, you know, Instagram, social media for a lot of things. But when I see, um, groups, hiking groups that have got together or, um, you know, cold water people going to do that, getting the groups together and stuff like that. And it's interesting you point out about like the conversations you have with these people who you might know as long as you know other people, but even the way you've, you've spoken about like driving up to the the mountain and all of a sudden you've something lifts. And I, and I wonder with that and also the, the, you know, the Sarah or the, the, the boost that you get from, from walking in general, like allows that kind of conversation to more like open and become more freeing. I find it with um with the, the lads I train with in jiu-jitsu and you know it's a it's it's something that you know it's quite out there and stuff and you know I talked about the benefits of it as well but like you know I talked to those lads like they were like my you know family um and very quickly obviously I'm there well a few years now but like very quickly that kind of opened up and I do wonder if it is that kind of thing of obviously we we are drawn to people with similar um you know interests but there is that factor of you know you're you're getting that hit of dopamine or you know whatever it is and these conversations open up and obviously if that's happening you want to go again and you want to go again and and i think that's that's brilliant and that's mm-hmm. going back to that idea of of you know traveling in groups or you know doing uh things in groups with people who have similar interests that's that's a kind of really nice way of 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 getting to know uh other people i think
1: yeah, absolutely. And I think, like, it's about your environment as well. Like, you know, if you're around people that you feel comfortable with that automatically kind of give off a vibe that you feel safe around or have a similar interest, I think you just, you naturally do open up a little bit more. Um, And yeah, I, as you say, I, it's probably just like being in the outdoors and just being with people who are similar mindset. But there is, there's something so, so comforting about it as well, because, yeah, no, it's lovely. It really is.
0: Yeah. And you also mentioned, and I I like where, where kind of this is going because you've meditation, you've mentioned Mm -hmm. you're also really into, uh, yoga as well. So what I take from this stuff is that you do, um, and this is kind of important. And I, and even people my age don't really think this way, but to put the mind first, obviously, yoga and hiking are part of physical activity as well, but putting the mind first through meditation and yoga, it's, it's a, Clearly, something that you you actually consciously think about.
1: Yeah, definitely. Like I'm, I'm hugely into it. Um, I remember like starting years ago, like when I was in secondary school trying to meditate. Um, and it's it's hard because I think it's definitely getting better now. And I know in schools they started to introduce it. Like I've, I'm thinking about being a primary school teacher, so I've done a few like subbing and um, days and schools and stuff and I know it's been introduced which is amazing and um, but I've always kind of had an interest in it since I was in secondary school I don't know what kind of drew me to it I just love the idea of just basically just being with your mind for a few minutes because I think life is just so chaotic like life is just so fast-paced um, and I remember doing my first yoga class with my sister and like we were like we just couldn't stop laughing the whole time because we were like this is so cringy and like <laughs> I remember like she told us to do like an angry cat or something and my little sister just honestly just couldn't control the laughing for the whole for the rest of the class but I remember just feeling so good after it and then I started to do like a lot of like YouTube classes as well and um, and there's just something about being able to connect with your body as well like it just really grounds me um, and since then, I've done like a few mindfulness courses as well. It's something that I've always been interested in, and yeah, I just think everyone could benefit from it, but it's I know it's it's not easy like to meditate. it's definitely not, and I think a lot of people have the kind of misconception that meditating is stopping your thoughts, but it's not like people think that to meditate is you sitting there for 15 minutes half an hour and just not thinking yeah. but if that's not it it's such and like obviously no who could do that like it's so hard but I think just kind of just trying to introduce it in the best way they can even like I like friends often say like I can't meditate for 30 minutes I don't know how you do but like I never started off meditating for 30 minutes a day or 40 minutes a day like I started off doing like like I remember sometimes I would do like a lunchtime meditation when during work and I would just go off for like when I could come home for lunch and just do 10 minutes kind of like one and they were always just off YouTube they were never like me like paying for apps and stuff like that because I was like I was a student really um but yeah no there's honestly just it's just so beneficial I think everyone could benefit from it but I think it's just kind of a, making small little changes at the start um and then yoga for me is just so so powerful like Mm -hmm. I think there's another misconception with yoga as well I think people when people think yoga they think being flexible and doing all these mad poses and like doing like headstands and everything like that but for me it's not that like it's for me it's being able to connect like my mind to my body and just being able to like slow down um, and just connect my breath as well Mm -hmm. to my body and just coming back into the present moment like there's like, I remember so vividly, like, I was going through a really kind of just bad, because I was just really low, and I remember so anxious, and I remember just turning on, like, a YouTube video for, like, and I remember just doing yoga for, like, an I'd say literally about an hour and a half, and it wasn't really intense yoga, it was just mm. connecting my mind back to my body, um, and since that day, that was God during COVID, and I haven't, like, I've nearly done yoga every day since, and um, just because... Again, like my goal with yoga isn't to be super flexible. It's just to connect my mind to my body. Um, There's just something so powerful about it.
0: There really is. And like that, that's good for people to know because there is apps for uh, meditation and there is YouTube channels for yoga and, you know, they are available. And, you know, when we talk, we've talked about traveling, uh, hiking, yoga, meditation, all and things that are positive for you for your mind and I think it's important that people take away something from from these kind of things and try it I always I I've tried this Ali a lot well not every episode has worked but I've tried it with a lot of episodes to take something from the episode so I tried to do like I now to be fair I've done yoga before so that wasn't kind of one that I did I did a few years ago and I really enjoyed it but I tried Brett work and I've tried like cold water swimming and i've tried uh you know a bit of meditation and funny you you were laughing about the idea that people think you just empty your mind that's what i thought um and then that's why i thought there's no way i can do it now could i say i've got kind of um good at i don't know if you can get good at meditation but that's the wrong way of putting it but i think i'm if i try it somebody my friend was i think or somebody they had on said to me if something comes into your mind allow it it's not like If you start trying to push it away, it becomes a bigger, bigger issue and you get knocked off your stride. Um, Like, I like the idea of, you know, if I am, like you said, you're feeling a bit frazzled, you're anxious and stuff, and you were able to kind of do yoga or, you know, some people might be able to do meditation. It's all about trying to concentrate on the things that you like. It's not like shoehorning things into your life that are not going to work. It's like someone who doesn't like traveling and all of a sudden they're like, well traveling sounds great I'm going to book tickets here 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 and that's not going to work and it's about like you've clearly and I'm sure there's many things that you've tried that didn't work for you but you've seen yeah you know at the moment you have seemed to find the perfect kind of match of things that can can benefit your mental health I suppose yeah
1: absolutely and I think like something you said there about like meditation as well it's it's like I remember during one of my mindfulness sessions it was so when your mind wanders instead of sitting there being like oh you're wandering again or you're failing at this like you're off of meditation like instead of saying like you've like gone off topic like a thousand times say to yourself I've come back a thousand times Mm -hmm. so even recognizing itself that like you're meditating or you're trying is enough in itself um but I think you're so right like I think it's just about finding something that you love to do like as you say like Medi- meditation isn't for everyone. I'm I'm so aware of that. And like yoga isn't for everyone. Hiking isn't for everyone. But I think it's just about like finding something that you love to do and just incorporating that into into your daily life. Like if it's running, if it's literally if it's reading, if it's listening to podcasts. It's just about because life is so like not to be really deep, around it, but life is so short. So it's just about finding things that bring you your daily kind of dose of happiness. I guess. Um and yeah, I guess that for me I've I'm lucky that I know what kind of that is for me now. But I guess it's just if you don't know what it is yet, just like I remember actually listening to a podcast, I think it was Shane actually actually just talking about if you like think back to your childhood and think back about what you love to do in your childhood, it often can be relatable to to yourself mm-hmm. as an adult as well. It's kind of connecting to your inner child. So like if you love like playing with like a small kitchen when you were a baby or whatever. Like maybe it's baking that you love to do. Yeah, I think it's just yeah, just finding what what you like to do and just kind of incorporating into your life as much as you can because work and everything can just kind of take over. And yeah. as I said, life is so short.
0: That's very true. Also, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions here, and they're kind of like questions, Archer. Which I, for a podcast of this stature, I'd expect something better. But I'm going to put, I'm going to ask them regardless. If that's all right with you, Ali. So okay. Favorite place that you have traveled to? That's a tough question. Oh,
1: it? it's so hard. Yeah. Um uh, I loved Uganda. Uganda it's, was yeah. just
0: When you said Uganda, yeah. 'cause 'cause uh, did you go there to, to to work? It was a charity work or what what was the situation?
1: No, they that trip was just like an, an organized trip. Um just to Uganda. Really? Yeah, just I like, to go. Yeah, it's so good. we Oh, I was insane. saying we trekked with the chimpanzees, we trekked with the gorillas, we did a safari. The local people there were just, they were just surviving themselves. Like it was just, oh, they were so, they were so fab. I loved Uganda. I also loved Colombia as well. It's so hard to speak. That's a very hard question. Now.
0: That is a hard question. And I, I thought it was funny actually about one of your uh, Instagram posts about Colombia that you went during the kind of rainy season. And uh, mm-hmm. you were getting kind of, uh, not that it, I'm sure it didn't affect your stay, but it's, it's, like that's what I like about your page as well. Like when you talk about it, there's a bit of humor to it as well. That like you know, don't go during the rainy season. But I'm I'm sure when you went there, it didn't really matter to you that it was raining.
1: No, so I went to I think yeah, Costa Rica was definitely rainy season, and like I, I was there at my All train, right, yeah. um, and like like that, you know, it was just it was raining. Like there was times where we were like, oh my god, why do we come during the season? But again, I think it's just about making the most with it. Like you know, I think. I think it's, it was one of those situations where it's like, if we didn't laugh, we were going to cry. Cause so I
0: think, yeah. Yeah. But, and it doesn't really matter as much if you're in Costa Rica than it would if you were, you know, in Kerry. You know what I mean? Like that. And, and like I say, yeah. Kerry's gorgeous, but it's, it's mm-hmm. not quite the same when you're away in somewhere like Costa Rica. But, um, where are, what destinations are, are, are kind of in your, on your wish list? The next one's down.
1: Um, I'd love to explore more of Africa so I love Africa like I've explored a good bit of it now Um, but there's just there's something about Africa it's just it's just next level like it's so different to anywhere I've ever been before Um, and just the people there are just so lovely they're so welcoming to tourists and um, there's just as I said like I've been to Africa a few times and every time I go it's it's so eye-opening because it just really makes you appreciate like what we have at home mm-hmm. um, and how lucky we are as well. Like I've been to, like I was in Malawi before and it's like still one of the poorest countries in the world. But like they were just so happy with what they had. Like they have mm-hmm. so they were so little things, but they were just always smiling, always happy. Now, I know, you know, they, they're they not always happy and I know yeah. they have a very tough life. But it was just so eye opening to think that like, of course, there's days where you can be upset about something over in Ireland, but there's some days when I have those days where I'm upset about something, I'm not going to say stupid because I don't like to say stupid because Mm -hmm. if if someone's upset about something, I don't like to invalidate that. But like for myself, sometimes if I'm upset about like something very minor, I kind of just bring myself back to moments like when I've been traveling, I'd say in El Salvador or or in Malawi or I'm like, okay, Ali, it's not that bad. Like it's, it's okay. So um I think Africa is definitely huge on the bucket list. I'd love to go to Japan as well. Yeah. I don't know why. I just have a huge urge to go there. Um, and definitely more South America too.
0: It looks, uh, Japan looks unreal. I, like every time I see it in a yeah. film or on, you know, a documentary or something like that, I'm kind of like, God, that looks like look an amazing place. And the people are apparently amazing too. And my mom always brings up the fact that the respect they have for the elderly over there, which is, you know, something that we can, all learn from uh but what yeah like i like the fact that you it's very easy to go to places where you know like miami like i mentioned or you know spain or france but to go to places where um I suppose we all don't think of going, like you know, and that's when you said Uganda. Like my immediate uh, blinkered idea was that I was like for for charity or something, to, you know, and I, and it wasn't. It was clearly something there, some place that you wanted to go, and across obviously some places across Africa where you've been, and that's where you see like, and you know, I don't want to sound too cringy or cheesy, or like, but that's where you see the other side of life and how people. Like we have all these things, you know, around. I know it's an easy thing to say, but we have all these things around, and we're still searching for things and things and things. And then, yeah. like you mentioned about people in Uganda, they they have very little, but you know, they make do what they have, and they they smile and they welcome tourists and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's it's just a, I guess that's all the stuff that you learn from from traveling all these places, like the 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 humility of people.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and I think that's. Like huge for me when I travel like I like now I know there's always a language barrier there but like I like to get to know like like their lifestyle and like that's why I like to go into places that aren't really as well known because Mm -hmm. I get to like experience that and like I love like whenever we're in Costa Rica we went to visit like a a local tribe there and I thought that was just so interesting because they completely live a different life like they literally still barely wear like clothes and they use like leaves and stuff as clothes and um just completely different to Irish culture. And I just think it's so like the world is just such a big place. And as much as I love Ireland, like we are a small country. So I just think it's so nice to get out and just see how other people live. And you do, you come back with a different perspective. Like every trip that I go on, whether it's literally to like Lithuania or somewhere that's not too far away from us, I always learn something or I always find it interesting. Like I'm always really curious about how People do things in other countries, whether it's literally like transport or how they like, how they, how their working schedule goes. Or I'm just always really curious. And I think it just does. You come back with a different perspective. And yeah. um, it's just, yeah, it's really, it's really like, I don't know, it's just rewarding or something.
0: For sure. For sure. Um, I always ask this question uh, and we've probably covered a lot of this, but um, what do you like to do in your spare time? Um, oh God. do you ever what sit do you down? Mean, like, do you know what I mean? Do you ever sit down and just uh, not meditate but just relax? No. no,
1: very no, not really. Like, every time I'm like, I'm going, like, my sisters will be like, What are you doing tomorrow? And I'm like, They're like, Please, on time you're going hiking, but I'm like, Yeah, but that's my happiness, yeah. like, that's what I like to do. Like, I love getting up at 5 a.m. um I used to, you know, I used to nap a lot, but no, I'm always, to be honest, I'm always on the go. And it's something that I'm trying to work on because I think sometimes it's my downfall as well. I keep going and going and going and then burn out. Um But I also do, I love sea swimming as well. Like I yeah. grew up beside the sea and my dad was a massive sea swimmer. So that's something I love to do as well. Um, yeah, nice. there, I
0: think. Yeah, we, the, it's funny because like on mm-hmm. this, this question is almost redundant these days. People are so busy that, you know, yeah. now in saying that we did cover a lot of your stuff that, you know, hiking and, and yoga and meditation part of it, like that you you fi- you figure into your life, too. But um, Ali, very importantly, um, where can people find you? What are your where's your blog and your Instagram tag? And is that what it's called? A tag? No, it's not.
1: Yeah, a tag, isn't it? It is a tag yeah, yeah. tag. yeah, there you go. And um, so it's my passport to happy. So and then I have I'm on Instagram and my blog as well as my passport to happy. dot com and my TikTok is the same my passport to happy TikTok. TikTok
0: so about yeah, TikTok.
1: TikTok yeah TikTok's a bit of a weird one like TikTok is just I just find TikTok funny but TikTok's a bit of a weird there's yeah. there's a lot of negativity on TikTok I I try to stay away from it a lot to be honest yeah
0: um, I someone said to me that like you know the podcast should go on TikTok and stuff. I have nothing yeah. to offer TikTok. I have nothing to offer it. Um, I'll stick to the 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 places that we already are. But um, go follow follow Ali. Um, Ali, stick with me for two two minutes. I'll just close it out. Um, and then we will take a photo to add to the archives. Archives. I heard a guy call it archives before, and I thought that's not right. So no. it's archives. <laughs> um, and then we will uh, we will go on our way. All right. Thank you, Ali. All right. No worries. I also want to say thank you very much to John for his tech support. I always thank my family, my mom and dad, granddad, Jaron Calvin. Go uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel if you wouldn't mind. Um, I always forget. These are the bits I'm always told to fill in and I always forget. But like uh, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter, obviously follow us on there. apparently if you go to apple you can like leave a rating you don't have to leave a five star people always say that on podcasts leave a five star maybe i think it's a four star podcast leave four stars <laughs> um we're on spotify anchor google Podcasts, etc and um, thanks to everyone for tuning in and most importantly on her day off ali thank you so much for uh for giving us your time oh thank you
1: so much for having me i enjoyed that
0: no worries and everybody else uh, we will see you all next week take care bye